All right, welcome to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. Cover the Bears uh, for Sports Mockery. You can check out all my work at sportsmockery.com. Uh, follow me on all socials, Dave underscore BFR. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. You can follow him on all socials. Tick, or it's Ficky Baby. And we have a good show today. We're going to have Kyle Long on to kind of help us preview the Bears versus Vikings. Talk about the offensive line currently, his post-life football, uh, as far as just his pod with his brother, the Greenlight Pod, which is amazing. Go ahead and check that out. And of course, you know, he plays Madden, everything he's doing right now outside of football. So it's going to be a fun conversation. We're going to bring him here in a minute. But Ficky, man, how you doing? Man, I'm good. Like, it's still riding that high from last game. Like, it was so, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just been so long that I'm really soaking in this win because <laughs> it's been decades. So I, I, I'm doing good. How about you, though? You just uh, started, you got a new promotion at work. How's that been? Yeah, it's been crazy. I, I, if you look at my timeline on Twitter, uh, it, on Monday night after the Jordan Love, you know, masterclass, uh, three interceptions or something like that. That <laughs> was my that. last tweet. It, it was the one with DJ Moore. Like, I was like, hey, how many interceptions did Jordan Love have? And it was DJ Moore counting on his fingers three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was my last tweet. So I've been super busy, man. Um, but I'm excited just to kind of talk bears, kind of relax a little bit. We have a big game. We'll get to it. No Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. So there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. And of course, talking with Kyle Long, I mean, he's amazing. He's so fun. Just a great dude in general, just outside of football. So can't wait to bring him in here in a moment. Um, but I thought we'd talk about maybe Sunday. You know, we have, um, we kind of talked about it right after a live reaction pod. How are you feeling? Are you feeling maybe even better in regards to that win on Thursday night against the uh, Commanders? Yeah, you know what? Like at the end of the day. Does it like, come down a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I no, I still they're beatable. At the end of the day, this the Vikings are one and four, so it's not like this is a top tier team. Okay, at the end of the day, but they do have a good quarterback. All right, Kirk O'Chains is what I like to call him. Right, this is not a primetime game, so we don't have to worry. Like if it was primetime, I I might bet Bears just because Fields normally plays better in primetime, and Kirk Cousins does the opposite. Uh, but since that's not the case, like Kirk Cousins. It's still Kirk Cousins. He's still a top 15, top 10 quarterback. And so if we're looking at the battle of quarterbacks at this stage right now, Kirk Cousins is better than Fields, all right? Fields have two great games. Don't get me wrong. He, his, his ceiling is definitely higher. But as of right now, like, you're going to look at it and go, wow, Kirk Cousins can still win you a game, all right? What you mentioned, though, which is huge, and there's actually two things, is that obviously Justin Jefferson got put on IR, I think, today like officially, right? So he's obviously out for the next four weeks. Also on their, uh, on their uh, injury list, uh, uh, Jordan Addison was a limited with an ankle injury. So, you know, if he, he's most likely going to play, cause then I'm like, who are you going to throw to? You still have Hawkinson out there, but <laughs> it's really, it's really going to be how well our defense shows up because right now their defense is not that good. So I could see us scoring a good amount of points. And if our defense plays like how they did against Washington, like, I think we could come out with a win. But is that game a resemblance of what's to come with our defense? Or is that game a fluke? Is that a one-off, right? And then we right. go back to the allowing 29 points a game, no sacks <laughs> per game, things like that. So I I'm not over here like, yeah, let's throw money on the Bears, which you should never do anyways. But I'm not over here like preaching that. But I it we could win. I'm more of like a coin, a coin flip right now. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I've looked a little bit into the Vikings. Obviously, Justin Jefferson going down IR for four games is huge, not just for the Bears, but for that remaining schedule. They could be in the top 
five, like as far as the draft order next year, yeah. like they're a sneaky team to be even maybe the first overall, which is crazy to think about. But that's what happens when you win those close games. Like we talked about last year, like they were just winning. They were the opposite of the Bears last year, just winning, yeah. closing them out. It was they were just very, very lucky. And of course, they played well, you know, and, and throwing to Justin Jefferson and alike is very it's it's great for cousins. However, it's not working out right now, and it's not going to be great for them moving forward, especially if they're rookie. Um, what, what was it? What was his name again? Um, Addison. You talking about the Jordan Addison, which yeah, is Jordan on my Addison, fantasy team. Yeah. yeah, it's it's alarming for him. It is going to be tough because I mean, who are they going to throw if he's out as well? Oh yeah, it was Hawkinson. I don't even know who their wide receiver three is. And if is, we get JJ back, you get Eddie JJ's, back, Kyler Gordon. JJ is for sure back because JJ and okay. uh and a uh, the media was talking to him today. I think in the locker room, and he said, "Well, uh, he's kind of disappointed how he's not going to get to line up against JJ. You know, the JJ battle." Yeah. So, I mean, you make a comment like that, you're most likely playing Eddie. I don't know. You would think. I think the mini buy came at a perfect time. Yeah. When we talked about this on our on our uh, post game pod. Uh, hopefully he's back, but yeah, I mean, it, it, we are in a better position now than we were three weeks ago to say we can beat this team. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's positive. All right. It's, it, we're not a playoff team, but like, if we come out here and play how we did against the commanders and, and at least on offense play, like how we did against the Broncos, I, I think we have a chance to beat them. Cause I think I saw a stat today. Like they're giving up the, I think like they're, they're passing uh, defense is like one of the worst in the league. So I'm hoping that Fields can just light them up. You know what I mean? And, and right. that's also going to come down to the offensive line play. Because we talked about it in the post game. The offensive line last last game against great competition came to play. You know what I mean? So it'll be great to get Kyle, Kyle's thoughts on that as well. But, I mean, if they can play like that and give Justin Fields time, right, he's going to deliver. He's we, we know he can make the passes, make the reads when he has time, right? Because he has that trust, especially with someone like DJ Moore. So – I think if the line play continues, which the 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 addition of Tevin has been huge, and not only Tevin but Nate as well, I think we could maybe pull away with the win here. So it should be it should be fun. Absolutely. Either way. Well, hey, it looks like we have Kyle Long here. Um, if you don't know him, Bears legend, we're gonna bring him in right now, um, and we'll we'll table the Bears or Bears Bears versus Vikings for a little bit. Maybe touch on it with Kyle uh, briefly. Um, but let's go ahead and bring him in. Hey, Kyle, can you hear us, man? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Perfect. Awesome. How you, how you doing, man? I know I'm you're busy. Dude, I'm just getting all these wires under my feet set up. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club. The way of life now. <laughs> right. Facts. Yeah, the podcast life. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I was mentioning earlier, if, if you're a Bears fan, you know Kyle Long. Um, if you don't, are you really a Bears fan? I'm not sure. But Kyle, yeah, Bears legend, Bear for life. He said it himself. He's on the pod. And so we're excited to have you, man. First of all, Tell us what's going on. Obviously, football is kind of like back, so you're probably in full swing. But like, what are you? Obviously, you have the green light pod. You're on, you know, national television. What's it like post football, post Bears, as far as just covering the game? It's hard at first trying to figure out uh, if you're a, you know, a, a square toy trying to fit in a round hole. And then once you kind of spend some more time in it, you realize there's there is a space for people like you within this uh, community in the media. I have a lot of fun on Twitter. I get to be myself on Sunday on CBS Sports with that other pregame show. And then obviously on Monday mornings with Chris, I get to be myself. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. We get to get nitty gritty on Monday and talk, you know, the micro of what's going on with a certain team's run game. Or uh, I got to hear Dan Orlovsky talk about 
the way that they mic in the run game today uh, with San Francisco. And it's stuff like that that I get to enjoy on Monday. But, you know, the other stuff is people want to hear a preview. They want to hear what they're going to see on Sunday. Tell me what to look for. You know what I mean? Like, Chris and I know what to look for. We're going to tell you what to look for after that. So there's, there's spots in there where I'm getting more comfortable. How hard is that, like, the prediction aspect? Because I'm always, like, I feel like you're, like, a weatherman. Like, you're just set up to fail with that. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, you, play, you, played the, you played the sport for 10 seasons, and you're still, like, talking about the difficulties of that. So Predictions are hard, and that's a good question. Um, and I'm glad that I only get to do – well, currently, I only get to do the preview. So I, I get to get out of the studio by noon and kick off as in an hour – um, and I've got my YouTube TV up like every other dude in America, <laughs> but I don't have to report back to the studio as it currently stands. And I don't have to answer for the things that I said before the game. <laughs> Hopefully by next Sunday, people will have forgot. Um, maybe I made some people laugh on a Sunday and they're like, you know what? He gets away with it this week, but, uh, you, you gotta do it. You gotta do your research and you can't just, people are relying on the experts. Right. And that's why people get made fun of on TV because they're, <laughs> Just they're kind of, uh, you know, in the last week, there's been a lot of players that have gone and said things that have been sensationalized. Uh, but, you know, they kind of invite it with the things that they're saying. Uh, people rely on experts and it's you don't want to be lazy. You want to be kind of prepared, at least at the very least, and be able to articulate what to look for in the football game. Absolutely. Um, so as, as far as like predictions go, the Bears have had kind of a crazy like turn of events. The, it started off rocky week ones, two and three. And now we're here where the bears are kind of trending upward. Is this what you kind of expected from this, you know, young team with, you know, a franchise quarterback, new weapons. What, what do you make of this team so far? Uh, you know what? I didn't anticipate the team to be slow, so slow to start um, and to look so syrupy as an offense and predictable at times. And now as a fan, I'm at that point where I'm like, hold on, let's pump the brakes offense. Don't don't break records just yet because there's so much at stake, obviously, this coming off season. And thank God us three don't have to make the decisions. Right. Uh, yes. But what we can <laughs> yes. do is talk about it. And one thing I've been doing is I've been playing, deleting and replaying the Madden scenario, um, you know, players up for franchise uh players up for franchise tag players up to be re-signed and then oh baby we're into the draft season um so you know if you're a bears fan it's either like let's figure this thing out and let's get to eight wins this year let's get to nine wins let's prove to everybody that we can do this on a week-in week-out basis because obviously everybody sold on justin's skills but people have said you know is it the right pairing in chicago is is this grouping gonna be right for one another and yeah they've shown us here recently so uh you know i know that there's a camp that's like i want you guys to continue to suck so that we can get caleb williams and then there's a large contingency of bears fans that have been watching justin fields from the start that are like hey dude we have something special if people don't understand that great we've got him in the building and that's all we can ask for is bears uh, so speaking on that, obviously, I doubt you're in the space of like, let's watch this team that you played for for so long just suck. Like, we don't, we've seen this team suck. We don't want to see us suck more, right? Me and Dave have 
particularly been on the Justin Fields train. Obviously, there's been some hiccups along the way. But what is your thoughts on Fields? Do you feel like he is the future? And do you feel like that is the best way to go? Or should we be thinking about maybe, I know there's been some talk already. I know on ESPN, uh, Canty was like trading him. Now when the yeah. stock's high, things like that. What's your kind of thoughts overall? Well, look, there's, a wide, there's a wide range of ways to go about this thing. Um, and we're lucky as a franchise to be in a position where you have a potential pro bowl caliber, definitely a guy who can win a lot of football games for you in the building, Justin Fields. And he's going to be owed a lot of money uh, here coming up. So the decision is, do you take what you can get for what you have and invest in your future with a young core um, around a quarterback that you deem to be the generational talent of all generational talents, Caleb Williams. So that's one, that's one train of thought. And the other train of thought is keep Justin, draft a tackle, get an edge rusher, and you can't miss the guy from Ohio State. Um, and when you, when you get that in conjunction with what we've just sat here and said, okay, Getsy is the guy. You know, obviously, they do have a good relationship. And when they hugged uh, about three weeks ago, it wasn't fake. And yeah, that was looking back, I may have to delete some tweets. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> these, these, these guys, I can't swear, these guys went out and did something that I haven't seen in the orange and blue in a long time, the navy and orange, rather. So it was fun to watch as, a, as an alum. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You're good, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, I was, I was going to touch on, I'm not an O-line expert at all. You, however, happen to be one. Um, I'm not an expert. So, I know how to block people. There is a difference. Yeah, that counts. That counts. That's so. true. <laughs> but I want your take, your honest take on, one, Darnell Wright, who I think has looked very good. I think others are kind of echoing that. And then, of course, what Tevin Jenkins brought on a snap count almost against the commanders. Like, the t offensive line looked nasty. So nasty. what do those two guys look like, you know, as far as, you know, can this offensive line, are they just kind of hitting their stride? Or what do you expect from them moving forward if they can stay healthy? As it stands with the right tackle, I've said this from day one, they got the pick right. Yep. Um, you yep. know, you could have gone in a number of ways. And obviously, Carter. that guy in Philadelphia, that guy. Yeah, Philadelphia, balling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk about I'm going to talk about Jalen Carter on Sunday on our show. And uh, awesome. if you guys don't watch, you should tune in CBS Sports. Oh, we'll watch. At 12 Eastern. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'm on there four hours of live television. Come make fun of me. But I like Darnell Wright. I love Darnell Wright. His physicality in the run game is something you can't teach. You can't convince a, a physically gifted guy to go in there and get nasty at the line of scrimmage, to move bodies, to finish guys. That's just something that, that you have. Uh, and covering and trying to, trying to have that last hit. I played with Trey Smith in Kansas City for one year. And the impact that a guy like Trey Smith or Darnell Wright or your other guy that you mentioned, Tevin, Tevin Jenkins, bro. Talk about mauling. These, these guys can change the, the feel of a game. It goes from right. it goes from an offensive line to, oh, my gosh, run that back. Watch what, you know, look at 76 here. Take a look at what 76 does. Or watch Darnell pull and get this little bastard in space. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people are get people there are are little tiny crosses all over the field because they're just murdering people out there and the more guys that you can accumulate on a on a roster like that particularly in the offensive line room the better you're going to be 
No, Kyle, going off the like, I'm a big advocate of like the best teams win in the trenches, right? You look how great the Eagles were last year. They had one of the best offensive lines, defensive lines, right? Like you win in the trenches and then build out. Okay. I think one of the biggest pieces of this team is that we haven't had that type of like aggressive mauler attitude since like you left, right? You were definitely that. So Tevin Jenkins reminds me of you like perfect. But my question is, does do you feel the whole line needs that type of attitude or can one or two guys carry the load? And then the second part is how far do you, do we feel like we have that or are we close or do we still kind of need to fill that fill that role? First off, thank you for your compliments. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry that uh, there haven't been more iterations of the kind of style that I learned from the old heads to play. And yeah. uh I appreciate you saying that Tevin reminds me of me because I, I love the way that Tevin plays the game of football and I, and I hope for him that he stays healthy. And I think he's got a long and lucrative career ahead of him if he can be smart. Um, and as for the right tackle, uh, you know, you, you don't, or any of these guys, you don't have to be a psychopath out there, but you need one guy, you need, you need one guy that's kind of like the hall monitor. Because every once in a while, you get somebody walking around the hallway he's not supposed to be there. And he may be messing with somebody's classroom he's not supposed to be messing with. you got to get him out of there. You know what I mean? Trey Smith is that in Kansas City. And he's got a junkyard dog next to him in Creed Humphrey. So I'd say two, three of those guys on the line is great. If you have one to two, you're going to be all right. But you definitely can't have a bunch of guys who are just technicians and know the playbook inside and out. You need a couple guys who need help with the play. And they don't need help with anything else. That's fair. No, and, and to double off on that as well, why Tevin also reminds me of you is, unfortunately, you got the injury bug a little bit later in your career. And then also, you got moved around from tackle to guard, right? And we saw that with Tevin. First question is, how difficult is that transition going back and forth between positions? Or is it, you know, easier than what we think and then also how, from a mentality standpoint like what advice like if, if Tevin reached out to you how do you deal with you know if you get caught with that injury bug how do you you know stay resilient with that well as it pertains to the switch or switching from guard to tackle tackle to guard um it is difficult I mean everything we do in this game is difficult and I know you don't mean you know I know you're not asking is it easy but like <laughs> this game is hard enough when you know exactly what you're doing when I was an all pro in 2014, my second year, like I couldn't, I couldn't miss, you know what I mean? Like I could not miss. It was like, I was playing 2k with my eyes closed and I just <laughs> knew the time. like, it felt like that. Even then I couldn't sleep the night before the game because it was that hard. Um, no matter how easy it looks for anybody out there. You know, I don't care how easy Trent Williams makes it look. When I was watching the other night, when Micah Parsons goes over and Tariqa goes, now we got a football game. And you can see Trent Williams in his stance, no panic, but you can see that he's getting that extra oxygen in there. He's getting ready to go kick a little bit of extra ass. That, right. That's like even Trent Williams deals with that. You know what I mean? And he's the best. So imagine doing that. And then they say switch positions. Um it's it's difficult, man. It's difficult yeah. when you go when you go in for inside to outside. There's there's way more space, and then conversely, sometimes there's way more bodies. You've got a tight end. You you may be lined up on the defensive end. You say, I feel really comfortable with the way that he looks in my right eyeball. And then you know what? 
your buddy comes over in motion. Fuck, I forgot that we had a motion. <laughs> and then the end shifts out a little bit. And then you're like, man, he looks about five yards further. Um, those feels don't come to you when you play guard. And when you play tackle, they become very real quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's tough. That tackle position seems impossible. I don't know how they do a one-on-one, and then you have people like Micah Parsons you have to face week in and week out. Like, hey, Micah's got to face Trent though. That's true. Yeah, that is that's a big human being. So the more yeah, guys you can say that about a defender <laughs> or, or an offensive lineman, the better. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. Absolutely. So I want to switch it over to you. You played with some great receivers, you know, on the Bears in your career. DJ Moore. You saw what he did against Washington. How is he the real deal? Is he a number one? There's been talk, like, obviously this last two weeks, there's not much of it. But beforehand, it was like, ah, he's not a real number one, or he's maybe bottom tier. What are your thoughts on DJ Moore um, just and what he brings in, uh, as far as, like, helping Justin kind of take that next step, perhaps? I'm a big comparison guy. Like, I like to compare guys. You know what I mean? This guy reminds yeah. me of – and <laughs> I've never met DJ, and I've never seen him in person. You know, you see a guy and you – you say, here's a guy with some wide shoulders. I'll be like, look at the ass on 96. Like, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, there's some guys that just stand out physically. And, uh, you know, I see the first ball that, that Justin threw to him, the deep ball. He went nine route, lean, back out, right? And he caught the, he caught the guy, and then he was open, right? Yeah. That move made it hard for me to compare him to Brandon Marshall, but I want to compare him to Brandon Marshall where he's like, throw me the football. I'll have my back to the defense and I'm going to make them pay. Um, he can put his foot in the ground. He can go either way. He's a guy you can target 15 times a game, 20 times a game. And you're confident that the 50, 50 ball is really a 70, 30 ball. Um, right. and, and that it's not going to be a pick. Because that guy, DJ Moore, is built like a little horse, man. He is he is strong. He is strong. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if he stepped out. He may have stepped out. Yeah, I think he did, unfortunately. It's very but... close. They got to let that go. We're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a little horse. That's, that's the perfect is, comparison. <laughs> he, is, he is the right guy. If you want to split the field in half for Justin Fields, Put DJ Moore on one side. Get a guy who can line up inside that can cross the field and threaten zone with speed. Get somebody to, you know, like Mooney has been that guy, but I want another I want another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see that guy that's at the horseshoe right. at Ohio State, potentially. Um, Marvin, the top uh, off Marvin something. And then, we, and then we can invert that trips formation <laughs> and let DJ do all kinds of crazy stuff. But as for now... Justin, we're seeing feels so comfortable throwing him the football, and I'm happy yeah. they let them attack down the field early, and it sets up that run. Now, we got injuries right. in the backfield as it stands, but uh, I think if you block guys up, you know, yeah. everybody can really get it up there. And they, they still have Foreman, too. I mean, he was quite productive last year. I'm I like 1,000 yard. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what he can bring. Of course, you have Fields. Um, we'll see. Vicky. Yeah, no, I actually had a question because you talked about the wide receiver from Ohio State. So if <laughs> if if we th I know this is we shouldn't be talking draft because it's literally so far away. But since we're here, would if, if yeah, this is what we do. Absolutely. If Marvin Harrison is there. Right. And right now, we, at least with the Panthers. Right. We're probably statistically, I think we have like a 90 percent chance it's going to be a top three pick. Right. So if Marvin Harrison is there, do you think we take that or do we need to? 
build, which I advocate is like building the trenches instead. Like, is it more important to get fields that extra weapon when he has, when he already has someone like DJ Moore, or is it better to like, let's solidify the line. So he has a lot of time to throw to whomever he wants. See, I I mean, there's as a Madden player, (laughs) I'm saying go, go get the best guy to throw the football to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Particularly if he's a wide receiver one, through a five-year case study you know what i mean like if he's, if, if he's wide receiver one this year then you know you know we take him or there is a case to be made to go get the best tackle and get an edge rusher and start beating guys up on the in the trenches and you know we can be who we want to be when develop an identity or work with me here we can just score more than these motherfuckers and we can <laughs> that do that we can do that with the best <laughs> skilled players that money can buy um we see that our defense swells up our defense is playing well we've got young stars on the back yeah. end if we can fill in some of the spots that we deem to be not strong enough up front and let that back end continue to eat my gosh let's make it a track meet dude let's make yeah, it a yeah. track meet we dare you to throw the ball. We want the ball. We're going to score. And then we're going to see how you respond to that. And we'll just be getting our, our oxygen in real quick. And we'll go do it again. <laughs> yeah. Because there's there's First, teams that are built like that, dude. Kansas City is built Kansas to City, score perfect. points. And they're built schematically on defense to win football games. And on top of that, they have a world be- They have one world beater up front. You know what I mean? They have right. one world beater on that D-line. Yeah, Chris Jones. Yeah. They don't need to. They don't need to spend money on a bunch of guys. Go get yep. one guy who makes you change your game plan, run and pass as a coordinator, who makes the Saturday night meeting five minutes longer, and right. then let your guys on the back end swarm and play Bears football. Yeah, that's a that I we both it. play Madden too. That seems like my Madden philosophy. Yeah. That's how I play. Let's just put up. If I got to drop sixty, you got to drop sixty. And also, if we look at it, it, yeah, I mean. Sooner or later, they're going to have to pass too much. And then if you can just guess pass all the time, you send your rushers in, you're good to go. It sounds much easier on paper, but it, it's I agree with you on that because the history of the Bears has been the complete opposite. And, I mean, not, not to dig on my favorite team, but it hasn't really worked that well going defense first. So I would be a proponent, I agree with you, to like let's just stack up as many weapons as possible and then just score 1,000 points if needed, you know? Yeah, so we're Justin Fields is the it's like if we're gonna build this thing, we're gonna build it around something. Right. We don't just put a house in a field that it's on a foundation. And the foundation that this team, and I'm I'm projecting here to next year, the, the foundation that this team is is being built on is Justin Fields. And you need to do whatever you can to make that as strong a foundation as, as you can and with offensive uh, pieces on the edge and then to your point in the in the line absolutely that, that's great absolutely well kyle we, we appreciate you hopping on before you go i want to talk about madden how sweaty are you in madden like i've, I've seen you on <laughs> ultimate ultimate team talking about that like are you franchise guy too like franchise mode yeah uh what i'm, I'm like? like i'm like uh 70 franchise mode and 30 hell yeah ultimate uh ultimate's fun but it's kind of cheesy I really do enjoy the franchise mode. And I have a few, I have two uh, iterations of the future bears. One of which contains uh, in 2029, I have DJ Moore and Justin Fields. And then the other one I have Caleb Williams 
And, oh uh, wow! I regret to inform you that I'm not good enough to bring a bring a Super Bowl trophy back to Alice Hall. Uh, but I love I love it. I'm also in a Madden league that has like 28 real people in it. Yeah, yeah. me too. That's the best. We have, we have a Discord and. It's yep. my first time doing it. Like I've got it's a so game fun. after this. Uh, I'm the <laughs> I run the shit out of the football. People hate me. <laughs> no, those Madden leagues. I got introduced to it for the first time last year, and we played like five seasons. That is the most addicting thing ever. I love just being the GM sometimes. Not even playing. Do you have just any like tips for me because I'm like I I I seem to have inherited a cap scenario. Ooh, the, uh, see, my first tip always is when you do the first season of uh franchise mode everyone well did, did you do a fantasy draft to start no like that oh you did regular. oh just picked up a team mm, okay i, I normally do fantasy mm, gotcha so i typically do fantasy draft ones where it's like like you do a whole draft and you kind of i saw that I've, i saw that on you I you should youtube ironically enough today i was like tips for franchise mode gm and they were like first <laughs> yeah. off do a fantasy draft and I was do like, that oh, that's my first <laughs> That's my first yeah. tip. Get get your boys or whoever you play with. Uh, not necessarily boys. I don't know who's in your league, but whoever you play with, do a fantasy draft next time. It is so much better. And then my second tip is the first year people are cr- like people don't have patience, so they overspend like crazy on the first free agency, and you have so much cap that in the second free agency and third free agency, you literally can do whatever you like. And like people this. can't re-sign their players. And then by like year two or three or four, you're just snagging like the best players because people couldn't pay them on their team. So I just hope I can- that Brock Purdy, I just hope that my Brock Purdy player can like, you know, I, I wish he had one of the badges that was like hidden stars. Ability. He's gonna actually oh, yeah. get good in the game <laughs> soon. Because That's right. as it stands now, I have to just he's like a 95 on short passes, everything else. You have to kind of just toss it up and cross your fingers. Um, yeah, a lot of cross why <laughs> Build through the draft too, Kyle. There's, I'm sure you're yeah. already doing your research. There's plenty of videos, and if you need me to send one, I can as well. But if you can get people are lazy in the draft, if you can get good at finding people like second, third round that are like have that hidden ability and whatnot, by year four or five, your team is going to be loaded. I well, people that. have a bunch of normal development players. So, well, we got to play sometime. Let's get uh, let's get linked up. Um, maybe Absolutely. If, if you guys have a spare spot in your next season's uh, iteration of user Madden, I'll play. Oh, absolutely. I think we absolutely. can. They can make room for. Kyle. Oh yeah, I was just saying. I, was just saying, <laughs> I we think can, we'll... we can definitely make room. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> hey you, Kyle, Kyle, we'll let we'll let you go here. One last thing. We'd like to end, we typically end it with like who's our your favorite Bears player ever. However, you played with these guys. So we want to know who your favorite Bears player to ever kind of be a teammate with as far as going back to your playing days. Well if you I, had to choose one. I would be remiss if I didn't say that if there was uh, and I know you didn't ask me this, but I'm gonna answer it anyway. <laughs> if there was one guy I wish I got to play with, it was Walter Payton. Um, yeah. you just talk about a guy who was the legend's legend. Um, and he was on the good side of the ball. So that would have been fun. I feel like we would have rolled together and had a lot of fun and played some good ball. And then as far as my favorite guy that I played with, um, man, I had a lot of fun with Cutler. He taught me a lot about life. Um, Matt Forte was as good a role model as a young man could have in this league and such a great football player and taught me so much about my position through the way that he performed at his position and the way, more importantly, the way he practiced his position. 
he worked so hard every day and he wore a shirt he wore a cutoff shirt that said workhorse on it and i don't know if john q public knows that but he wore it every day under his you know practice jersey and that's what he was in my mind and that's what he was on sunday he was a workhorse what a beast matt forte yeah, yeah he was awesome Hell yeah. Coming from a smaller college and then just balling out rookie. I still remember the first game. It was the Colts where he went off. Did you, hear their expand? Did you hear uh, Tulane is expanding? No, I didn't. No. What they Are they joining the top five? Yeah, the they're, they're going to become four lane. Who are they? Are is that a joke? Or like, who's he's, I think he's oh. joking. He is okay. joking. Okay, yeah, the okay. dad jokes. Okay. Tulane, four lane. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It took me a minute. My I was like, how was am I like, not wait hearing this? Yeah, no, I was thinking because all these Somebody schools are like, that, so you're not alone. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, no, that's on me. That's not on you. That was a great that. joke. That's fair. This is everything. This is yeah, we're live. This is live. Everything is good. Love, you know what? Live is the best. Yes. Oh, live yeah. is the best because it promotes being your friggin' self. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We literally talked about it's that more on the authentic. Side. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Exactly. So, thank you for joining our live, Kyle, and staying a little yeah. bit longer. Let's get, than let's get our Madden game on soon. Thanks for talking, boys. And uh, yeah. Go Absolutely. Bears, Go thank Bears. you, Kyle. Thanks, See Kyle. You, Appreciate it. Man, what a great fucking guest, bro. Kyle's, I mean, <laughs> if you if you know Kyle or you followed Kyle, you know what I mean? Like even during his playing days, yeah. like the man just seems like a guy who just is huge and loves football. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like your regular, and this isn't like a diss, but like your regular schmegular guy that you can just go get a beer with and, you know, chill, right? And that's literally what yeah. it is. Like the man's well, talking about that's Madden, you know what I mean? So His podcast with his brother, which we touched on briefly, but you, yeah, if you're watching go this, go check it out. It's, first of all, just the conversation. They have amazing guests. That's That's obvious. But just the conversation from a football aspect, I love it. Also, Kyle, like I remember him training camp, like Naz Olivet Nazarene days. Like he was one of my favorite players. So to be able to oh, talk yeah. with him, just amazing. So, and he's so he's so humble, but he's also so smart. When he comes to the game, you check out, you know, him on CBS, everything like that. He knows. Obviously, he played yeah, the game, so the it's game. there. But he's amazing. He was also he's amazing. He's also good as fuck too. Like the man came out. He said all pro right from the I mean, all, three times in a row. Like starting yeah. off his career, that man. If it wasn't for the you know the injury bug, Injuries. right? That man was on for a hall of fame career so like absolutely i'm so happy that he joined on little little excited fanboy and me kind of still hyped on that but yeah he's that absolutely. was that was fucking fantastic <laughs> uh he kyle's he's a great follow obviously you know where he's at you can follow him on uh twitter uh instagram kyle long but with a one instead of a uh, one instead of an l um, yeah. but again, thank you to him for, you know, hopping on talking bears, kind of giving his thoughts. He was so funny when he talked about, you know, let's just score more than these, uh, you know, these guys, you know, let's, for, <laughs> let's change it up for, you know, <laughs> the bears have always been defense first. So I kind of agree with him there, but before we move on to kind of bears or Vikings, kind of talk about the game, preview it. Um, if you enjoyed today's, you know, episode with Kyle, go ahead and hit the like button, uh, sub to the YouTube channel. Um, we appreciate it. Just another way to support the pod. Um, the podcast and again kyle thank you for hopping on man and go ahead and check out his stuff um he's amazing so Ficky, before we move on to bears versus vikings anything else you want to touch on man regarding kyle no i mean i saw there's a comment here that says suit back up for us like yeah absolutely we could we could make In space, a heartbeat. but no <laughs> yeah no but it, it's just great you know i love hearing like yeah. you know because i 
I love hearing like his perspective of like the players he played with. Like, let's like, we look at Jay Cutler, right? A lot of people wouldn't expect him to be like that mentor role, but like he said, he learned a lot from him about life. So like getting those little tidbits, you know, you have your perspective of certain things, but actually hearing like from the source about these certain players and their relationships is cool. And how like the media kind of portrayed Cutler. You, you see, you see it like uh, behind the curtain when it comes to the locker room, how close these guys are. They're with yeah. each other almost more than their family sometimes. So it's like to peel back the curtain, let us know, hey, Cutler was, you know, vital for him and his career and his development just as a human and an NFL player. Absolutely. And then Forte, we all kind of knew. We all know he's a great, you know, as far as work ethic and everything, but just reconfirms it. But for me, I, I'm excited for Kyle. First of all, he's great post football as far as just being on the broadcast, uh, CBS. First of all, great podcaster like i'm i don't know he's it's it's a it's unfo- it's like crazy that he was an all pro football player transitions to the media side and him and his brother are like one of the best podcasts in the business details bro he's he mentioned he meant yeah he mentioned it it's about the details and that's something that's carried yeah. over from the nfl it's like he talked about the the prepare the, and that's prepare. yeah the preparation the training so he talked about like it was hard and then you know you if you ha- if you carry those same kind of skills with any new skill you're trying to learn right so I'm not surprised that the man who balled out in college, <laughs> balled out in the NFL, is now balling outside of you know his his post NFL career. So that's just that long blood, bro. It's whatever's whatever they be drinking in that in and Howie's family. Like I need some of that. So they they got it right. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyways, shout out to Kyle Long. Um, amazing, amazing person. Great human being. Obviously, amazing football player too. Um, if you enjoyed it, hit the like button, sub. Um, like I said, we're we're gonna have some more guests lined up. Um, not sure we can co- top Kyle, uh, but yeah, we'll keep you know we'll keep it chugging here. And and uh, thank you once again to him hopping on. Uh, but Bears versus Vikings, this is a fun one. We kind of touched on it early on in the show. I want to kind of go a little bit deeper. We have some obviously Justin Jefferson is not going to be there. That's probably one of the biggest ones. But I wanted to touch on the Bears. And kind of what they're looking like as far as the injury report goes. So, you kind of brought up Kyle, uh, Kyler Gordon. He was limited today, so which is kind of trending in a good direction. It's only Wednesday. We have until Sunday, but it's right. trending. We'll probably know more with all of these guys obviously come Friday. But some of these are kind of you know, you know, the list good is and long. Bad. Yeah, yeah, the list is, it is long, very which long. is always so. Let's get through it. We got Khalil Herbert ankle did not practice. Probably not playing. We all know that. Travis Homer, hamstring, did not practice. He's probably out. He's Hamstring's out. nothing to joke around with. Look at Justin Jefferson, obviously, who's out with a hamstring injury. Right. Eddie Jackson, this is where I'm. it's trending up for me, in my opinion. Kind of want to hear your thoughts. He's His foot, he wanted to play last week. And he even talked on I the think radio, I think uh, ESPN 1000, where he said he was going to suit yeah. up. Something probably changed. We're like, hey, let's give you another week. It's a short week, Thursday. He's limited. And it's He's Wednesday. I, I agree. I agree. And that's a huge, that him and Brisker, if Brisker can stay healthy, you know, Kyle talked on it, but keep him healthy. Those duo, I think they're going to be, they can, it's going to be good. It's going to bring a lot of veteran leadership to that back end, that secondary that's supposed to be the strong suit, which I believe everyone's starting to get healthy on a very good five game stretch here. That's important for the bears. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a good question though with that. So I think JJ's playing. I mentioned that. Yep. I Brisker's playing obviously, uh, I think 
Gordon's going to play, and I think Eddie's going to play. The question is, who's playing CB2? And this is actually a good problem. Ty- Tyreek had a, a, a decent, like, as a rookie, right? Right. He had, you know, a couple plays here and there. But that's, I mean, that's DBs is such a hard position. You're going to get beat, right? Oh, yeah. But so he had, a, he had a pretty decent game. Terrell Smith also had a very decent game. So it's going to be interesting to see who they go with for CB2. But what a great problem to have. I, you know, you know, yeah. and, 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 and maybe I'm taking it because I do this. Sometimes I, I take it to a whole different topic. But the rookies balled the fuck out last game. Okay? Shout out to Ryan Poles. Absolutely. He's smiling right? big right now. Yeah, so so that's also great to see because I, I said this in the very beginning. And I'm not taking claim like, oh, wow, look how big brain I am. No, no, no. I'm just saying rookies, it takes a minute. Like this is such a hard, like Kyle said, such a hard and difficult game. So, yeah. like, you're, it's going to take – we look at – always use Kyle Gornick's example. We love Kyler now. Kyler was not that good, like, the first six weeks. Not to say I'm not saying not good, but, like, there was a learning curve, right? So, it took some time. So, I, I'm I'm happy to see that, like, Javon Dexter, when he's at the three tech now, instead of being at the one, like, the dude's balling out, right? Pickens is playing better at the one tech. I think that's the order. Or I, I might have a reverse, sorry. But they're playing the opposite. So we saw that Terrell Smith, Tyreek Stevenson playing well as, as playing well as well. And then obviously Darnell Wright. So if we get everyone back, all right, I'm not saying this is an easy win, but we get the veterans back right on the back end. We get some of the, you know, these injuries, like the ones who are out, right? And they're now, you know, listed as limited, which we all think are playing. We might have ourselves set up for, you know, I think I think we could pull this one off. Honestly, I, I, the thing is, I think I'm glad you mentioned it. We'll, we'll finish up with the injury report here, but I would be disappointed if we lost. And that says something just how yeah, this team does. has been playing. First of all, Justin Jefferson, huge, huge. As far as just him not being here. Cause I mean, you yeah. are able to press. He's been, then you have Jordan Addison who is limited with an ankle injury. Yep. If he doesn't play, I mean, you could really, and the, and the bears secondary is getting healthier. Say they get two or three more guys back this week. That could be almost a mismatch, and anyway, it's already so a mismatch when you don't have one of the best, the on pace to the be the best. best wide receiver to ever touch the grass, yeah. right? So <laughs> I want to go. Th- I want to go through. The, yeah, I want to finish. Bad, I'll, I'll let me transfer to the in- Vikings injury report since we're talking about okay. Addison and 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 uh, JJ. So he Jordan Addison ankle limited. Lewis sign hamstring. He was full. Marcus Davenport elbow limited. Um, a Caleb Evans knee limited. And so they, they are kind of healthy. Wait, Lewis, Lewis seen, he was, what was his? He's, he's, a dog. he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's full. full. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was his hamstring. He's a, he's okay. going to be back barring a setback there. However, yeah, Lewis the bears. Dog, so. Yeah. They got about like 12 guys on here. Um, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a lot of them are going to play. So Eddie Jackson's where we left off with the foot. He's limited. He's trending in the right direction. He should, he should play Cole Komet. Hamstring limited. I don't know. I think he's going to be fine. He was just on, I think, the CHGO podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, I think he's playing. I mean, that would be that would be shocking. However, that would be a big miss if he were to miss because, I mean, he is just top he's top six tight end. Well. Top six tight end right now, in my opinion. Absolutely, and so. only getting better. And and if, if Justin continues to rise, I think DJ Moore, Cole Komet, hopefully Mooney, they are too. So – Doug Kramer, thumb, he was full. Kind of get him back. He's designated to return from IR, currently in that 21-day practice window. So to get a little bit more depth on the O-line, they're getting healthier. Tevin Jenkins, not on this list, which is awesome. So that snap count's probably gone. 
Yep. Then we have, I mean, knock on wood there. Jalen Johnson, hamstring limited. He's pro he's playing. Um, as you touched on, I think earlier, Ficky talked about he was in a presser. Disappointed he doesn't get to match up against Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. which I think he played him pretty well for a whole entire half last week or last year in one of the games. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. final one. And uh that that was that's a fun matchup. However, that's good for us because I mean Yeah, I'm glad Jaylen's, we don't have to worry about it. He's locked sorry, down, man. He's locked sorry, down. Sorry, sorry, JJ. I'm glad we don't have yeah. the JJ versus JJ matchup. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. So <laughs> Lucas moving on. Lucas Patrick, concussion, did not practice. Roshan yeah, Johnson, he's out. Con- con- concussion as out. well. Those two are gonna be out. Um, and then Terrell Smith, ankle that you touched on, balled yep. out Sunday. He was limited. Hopefully he can be healthy healthy as well. I mean, I would love to see him get back-to-back, which, I mean, he started camp great, but then went down with an injury. So yeah. hopefully he's trending in the right direction there. And then um, uh, ESB, St. Brown, Equinanus, St. Brown, hamstring, he did not practice, which is disappointing. Uh, Claypool's gone. So it's like Tyler Scott, Bayless Jones Jr., Going to get some more playing time. So it's a long injury report. However, a lot of guys are trending in the right direction yeah. and should be able to suit up on Sunday. So and and I think half of it's like concussions, which isn't good. You know what I mean? Like I'm not pro concussions, right. but at least it's like once you're cleared, you're cleared. You know, there's not a lingering well, yeah, maybe decades down the road, but like I mean, it's, it's not a lingering we've issue. We've seen it, we've seen it where they can get cleared possibly in the same week. I I think it's happened before. Yeah, right? no, it's definitely Tua, happened. I don't but, know if it I mean, should. It should, <laughs> especially with yeah. Johnson. If I'm, if I remember that, you know, that hit that he took, yeah, he, he kind of, kind of created that one too. too. Yeah. It was like a mixture. It was, um, he's an angry it was a big runner. collision either way. Yeah, it was like kind of like yeah. two pinball balls hitting each other. Yeah, but so I mean, and then Lucas Patrick, which I, I mean, it's concussion. I get it, but however, he's kind of been a disappointment, which I I don't know if we want to talk <sighs> well, about as far as well. Last no, here's year my thing now. But here's my thing though. All right. So you have the you want the best five out there, okay? So obviously left tackle Braxton Jones or uh, uh, Borum, right? Larry Borum, right? Either one of those, right? Obviously Jones when he's healthy, but Borum is serviceable. Left guard Jenkins, no question. Go to right guard Nate Davis, balling out now he's back, great to see. And then Darnell Wright doing great as a rookie, right? So no complaints there. The center though, because of that, Cody Whitehair moves to center, right? Because he's normally the left guard. But the issue with Cody Whitehair is his snaps. And we talked about post-game. They're all over the place. So the question <laughs> is, is the best five Cody Whitehair there, he, who might be the better you know, lineman as a whole, but maybe not the best center? Or is the best center option Lucas Patrick, right? So maybe this loss of Lucas Patrick, even though he may not be living up to expectations, I mean, he, at the end again, he's a backup center, right? Who could who can play? You know, starting is it best to have him as center? And I don't know this answer. Or is it best to have uh, uh, Cody Whitehair at center? So that's going to be interesting. So I again, we talked about the offensive line. We need everyone to be healthy, which is impossible. That it's an offensive line. Like these are big dogs getting fucked up every play. So yeah. you know, for me, it's I, I just, like the answer there is you should have drafted one. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, uh, but you can't. I love you can't. Whitehair. Does I love this, no, keep going. I like Patrick. It's just they're not they're not the long term answer. I think we're gonna get through this season. But yeah, I mean, I, I saw a meme. I think I even touched on it after the post game pod. It was like, man, like it was Justin was like Odell back there, you know, pulling it back, yeah. trying to catch these these snaps. And I'm like, he does not need to have to worry about that. It should not be happening. So hopefully they kind of link up and it gets better. 
Um, because I mean, they have, they have stability at the offensive line and it's, they're starting to get healthy. Like Kyle talked about, you mentioned, and yeah. it, it could be this five game stretch here, Ficky. And it starts with the Vikings oh, man. before their bye. No, it's similar. Them. It's similar to last year where they Patriots. went on the, on the Patriots. Now they ended up one and four, right? Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. When yeah, the, rest the, of the, the year, offense, the offense was winning. Yeah. The team. Yes. Yeah, as much. far as growth goes, this yeah. is where Justin, yes, they're getting some momentum, but now you got to capitalize on it. And you can't control injuries, but you better take care of business now because you you win this one, you go to the Raiders, I believe, who are struggling a little bit themselves. You can kind of snowball here, and that effect, it could be huge, especially for Justin's confidence. DJ Moore is DJ Moore. that He knows he can ball. He knows he can play. Yeah. Just get the ball in his hands. DJ Moore, maybe we get a – you know, we'll get to our bold predictions here shortly – However, it'd be awesome to see him come alive. He didn't have a catch last week, but I mean, great teammate. You know, we touched on it, him tweeting right after, you know, DJ more. He's just awesome. Awesome there. So I want to move forward um, to wait a second before we move before wait, before we move forward, because we haven't we haven't mentioned this yet. If you if you enjoy the podcast and you love us, which you do, no, I'm just kidding. But if you enjoy the podcast (laughs) and you love the content we put out, or if you love Kyle Long like I do. Give us a yeah. thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe. It's free. Also, we are sponsored by Sports Mockery, so we want to thank them for that. And, you know, Dave over here is a writing machine posting. <laughs> Wait, I couldn't imagine how many articles you post. I know like 10 words. So that doesn't help. But posting amazing articles on uh, about this team, you can find them on sportsmockery.com. And, again, you know, if you, if you enjoy the show, just give a thumbs up, subscribe, put on that post notifications, things like that. So we really appreciate it. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's crazy how much that kind of, it helps, helps the pod, helps grow the pod. If you're enjoying it, stick around. First of all, we just appreciate, you know, tuning in. Um, if you want to go the extra mile, we appreciate it. However, let's move forward to kind of the predictions, bold predictions, odds, everything. So with the Vikings right now are two and a half, two and a half point favorites versus the Bears. Um, it is at home, which is, you know, I think we'll be good for Chicago, good for the Bears. I mean, it, it kind of have, um, you know, I'm kind of nervous just because, you you know, look at week one. You're, you're nervous, bro. <laughs> yeah, the last got, time I the, went, to, <laughs> the, yes, the every time there. we go, no, every time we go to games, they suck, right? So, I, and yep. sorry for, I didn't mention this, but I am going to this week's game, uh, taking my yep. mom to her first Bears game. So it's like a moment. It's like a, it's a nice, it's going to be a, a, a piece of memory that I hold on for a while. So. Yeah, I'm freaking hey. out a little bit. So it's not like the Packers game or the KC game you went to or the oh Taylor Swift game, we should call it at this point. That one <laughs> scarred me. And I even mentioned after the pod, I said, or after a tweet, I said, I'm never buying another ticket to a Bears game <laughs> until they like make the playoffs. And now they kind of reeled me back in. You're already going, but I'm this like, team, bro. A couple together. I might be at a couple games late in the year. However, two and a half point favorites are the Vikings versus the Bears at home or visiting um, Chicago. The over and under is at 44 points. I want to start there. What okay. do you what do you think that? You taking the over, mm. under, no Justin okay, Jefferson. So the, no Jefferson, no Justin Jefferson, but I'm looking at this defense and the the I know they have Darno, I mean they have a uh, Hunter on the line. So the D-line's got, you know, some pieces, but they're they're back four is not that impressive. I think I mentioned earlier on the pod like they're they're bottom 5 for passing yards allowed like yards given up by tight ends. They're giving up a good amount. And obviously if Cole's playing, like he's, he's been playing well. So I could see us putting up, like it's, it's not out of the realm to see us put up 30 ourselves. Right. So if we're putting up 30, do I expect 
uh, you know, a team that's led by Kirk Cousins who knows how to put up points, right? They still put up points. They just lose. I can easily see us going over over 44. So I'm going to take the over. Okay. I'm actually feeling the opposite. I'm going under. Um, I think mm-hmm. the Bears offense might come down a little bit. Just come that's back fair. to earth. I think the Vikings may have um, might, might just give them some trouble. I think it's just they're going to come back to earth a little bit and maybe not yeah, score. They fair. might move the ball. However, they might not score, you know, as far as like capitalizing. So maybe a few field goals. However, my biggest implication for taking the under here is just Justin Jefferson and maybe Jordan Addison. I believe Justin Jefferson makes that Vikings offense. I I, I know you like Kirk, you know, two chains. For me, it's no, like, no, it's definitely I, JJ yeah. is the best player to touch the grass. So I'm, that's not a hot take. Yeah, yeah that man. No, is a, I just a fucking I ball. think Kirk Cousins. First of all, you look at that Washington game where I mean. Flus, he, he said it at halftime against the the commanders where they said, Hey boys, we're going to continue to dial up pressure. Yeah. Get home. We're going to, whatever happens. So I think they're going that you have to with this defensive line that is, you know, maybe trending up to, but not still <laughs> bottom 10 in the league probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's but like not hard when you're last, but yeah, you get so Kyler Gordon good. at the nickel, you blitz him. You got a healthy Eddie Jackson. He can move. So I feel like they're going to have even more weapons to play with. You know, some of these starters coming back into the rotation and they're going to be able to send even more as far as just uh, dialing up some, you know, exotic pressures. So I think Kirk Cousins is going to struggle and we'll get to our predictions, our final, you know, score predictions here in a moment. But I believe that that's why it's going to be under because I think they're going to struggle to to at least capitalize and get in the end zone. So maybe finish with a few drives with like field goals and such, but we'll get to that here in a moment. I want to go ahead and do some more, you know, over and unders. DJ Moore, <laughs> we did this last week where I, I put him at 130, yeah. you know, over, under. And I was like, I think he could, I was kind of, and I was even like, I was maybe That was your bold prediction. And that he was, was going to get over prediction. <laughs> So I want to know how you're feeling. I set him over it again at 135. Under. And I say that in the same okay. way that you talked about, you, you know, reverting back to the mean in essence, right? Like right. you can't, you're not. And if you do, you're on a historic pace. So if that happens, I'm not mad about it. But you're not – that's what, a game of like 150, a game of 230? Like, I I, I feel like they're going to – the defense, they're going to – they're going to do a little more soft coverage watching him on the mm-hmm. – you know, kind of like a double, right, over there to kind of like keep an extra defender on him in essence. I just don't see that many opportunities that they're going to allow compared to this kind of pace that he's been on. Does it mean yeah. it can't happen? No. But from a statistical standpoint, I'm probably going to go under. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, so the Vikings here, I'm trying to find them. So they are actually, as far as overall defense, uh, according to PFF, they're middle of the pack. They're dead average 16th in the league as far as overall defense. So they are not bad whatsoever. You look at the Bears, they're 31st still. Even after last week, you know, against Washington, they're 31st. So the Vikings are going to be still be a challenge. Washington was 19th. Well, they were around 16th, yeah. 15th area. Right now, they're they 19th. Drop. Yeah. So they're, they're, they dropped to 19th. So we're looking at a very similar defense for fields where they can kind of exploit some things in the back end with DJ Moore, hopefully Darnell Mooney, maybe even get Tyler Scott involved. But DJ Moore, I'm going over. He's right now, he's... At, he's fifth in the NFL with, in receiving yards, 531, even with that slow start, two targets against the Packers. Crazy. Honestly ridiculous. So the reason why I'm going over is I think they're going – they got it here. Okay, DJ Moore, very good. Here's 12 targets. I don't care if it's in double coverage, you know, you know, three or four times. We're going to give you a shot. 
Kyle Long kind of said it perfectly. 50-50 balls are more like 70-30. And if you yeah. have a guy like that, which, I mean, Minnesota, they are very familiar with Justin Jefferson. It's maybe even 80-20 when it comes to him. Maybe 85-15. You know, 15. However, I believe he's going to get over 135. I think he's going to have another big game. And I think he's going to be another reason why the Bears are going to kind of continue this hot streak offensively. So that's me. I'm, I just can't. I mean, he dropped 230. And he and there was crazy missed. There was <laughs> eight you know, catches. There was, there was yeah. There were some passes by fields, and it's like he could yep. easily maybe hit flirted with three hundred. And so I'm like, that's crazy. Okay, you take into account all that. I think he can get one over one thirty five again. I'm not going to predict two hundred. I'm not going to get crazy here. You know, I got to see him see him do that again. But it's going to be fun. I haven't been this excited about a Bears offense probably since that four game stretch Cutler. last year. Proud. Yeah, I guess last year, but that was more yeah. like. Running, I haven't been this excited about a passing offense since Kyle Long. That's true. It was Brandon Marshall was doing with his legs, which we're due for one of those. Which we're gonna get. That's my next over and under here. Um, (laughs) Fields rushing. Okay, I'm going one and a half touchdowns rushing. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. Okay. So you think he gets? He might. What do you think? I think he. I think he can get one. I think it's gonna depend, right? If it's if it's Five yards or under, that man can get a touchdown by himself. I, I, we've seen it so many times, like very efficient in the red zone. If we get in the red zone, like I'm saying, like within five to 10 yards, he, you know, we do that twice, then he would get over it. Cause I just feel like there's going to be design runs or the play is going to break down. The man's going to run in the end zone. He's done it a million times, right? Some highlights. So, right. but if it's more like last game where it wasn't like, I mean, we are, we are taking deep shots, right? We, we, we are doing a lot of like, deep shot obviously just said deep shots but like big plays right 20 plus yards so a lot of times a lot of these touchdowns we're not in the red zone right so if it's more of that type of game which i would not be mad about because that's exciting as hell then i don't see there may not be as many opportunities for fields to get those two rushing touchdowns right it, it, even if it's more of that deep shot game could he get one where he runs for 30 or something of course right but like doing that twice i just don't it's a different he's a different type of player than last year can he do it yes but willie uh i'm gonna say no okay all right what about you um yeah i mean man i think i'm just gonna stick with you there uh to be honest i i want to see fields kind of have one of those electric runs i think we're i've been saying it i feel like for the last few episodes a few pods here i'm like i feel like we're due man and the way this defense the defenses are kind of playing him they are just not allowing him to kind of not at all would you? <laughs> and, however, Fields has, if he can make a guy miss, we know what he can do in that open field. It's just like, are they going to kind of, are, are we going to catch the, the Vikings sleeping here? You know, and it's probably going to happen. It's going to have to happen, not on designed, but more on like, okay, it's breaking down. He's the thing with Fields right now as well is like when the play is breaking down, he is moving, he is running. However, he is keeping his eyes down the field. He is making plays with his arm and he's not looking to really run. You kind of see it. It's almost similar to his Ohio State days where he had those runs, but they are far and few between. Yeah. And at least, you know, the volume that it came at last year. And so I want to <laughs> see one. Yeah. There's nothing better. Like last year was so much fun because of like 60 yards to the house. Our quarterback is doing this shit. It's like, I want to see it a little Yo, bit but more are we, than I, than we, I agree kinda, with you. We're doing, I agree That's with you, I but are saying. we, are we selfish in that though? Like I totally agree oh, with yeah. you. Absolutely. But it's like, do we need to see, like, if he yeah. just keeps putting up 300 yards passing, it's like, do we, do we really need to see it? And he's, no. 
he's third in the NFL right now in uh, in rushing uh, among quarterbacks. I think he's at 190. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out a couple of days ago. Yeah, he's he has 191 rushing yards, third in the NFL among QBs, which is crazy. See, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with. So that. I'm going to go under as well as far as rushing touchdowns. I, I just don't know. It those are hard. Touchdowns are always hard to predict. However, I'm yeah, just going to go hard under. to get. Right. Uh, before but we move go on through, to the next one. Yeah. Before we move on to the next one, we do have a super chat in here from our boy Tito. So Tito. thank you, Tito. Oh, Tito, the man. He had five dollars here. He said O line plays like they did last year. Uh, no, sorry. O-line plays like they did last week and Fields throws for 3,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 600 rushing yards. Do you keep Fields and draft uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or or uh, Jared Verse, D- defensive end? Or do you say F it and go pay Chris Jones? So in essence, he's Ooh. asking. Well, I think he kind of gave his prediction, which that's a great stat line: three, three thousand yeah. twenty-eight to thirteen. Oh, that's okay, he's predicting one. Yeah, so he's saying if he, yeah, if that stat line the ends up playing. being true, you go get Mark, you draft Marvin Harris, and then you pay Chris Jones. You know, um, I absolutely. I mean, first of all, thank you, Tito. Five bucks. Of You're course, amazing, we appreciate man. it. Um, appreciate you tuning in. For me, yeah, that my stat my, line, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you give him. I don't know if you my like only thing, him. My only thing is the – I'm good with the Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Like, let's we can go get him. I, I think I've kind of switched my philosophy now. Even with Kyle, it's kind of flipped me a little bit. But we yeah. do have two picks, so it's not like we're not agreeing to also get, like, someone on the D-line, which we def, desperately need. So, yeah, I'm cool with getting Marvin Harrison Jr. and getting uh, Jared Verse. My only, you know, thing I'm a little bit hesitant on is I don't know if this team is exactly ready to pace Chris Jones, who again, of a, a fucking beast, bro. But he's over 30, yeah. and we're gonna have to pay him over 30 mil. So that's yeah. my only he's, concern. I'm not mad if we make the move, but I'm like, does that a lot like are we close enough to where that's the move that pushes us over the edge, you know? Yeah, Chris Jones is 29. He'll be he will be th- at least 30. Um yeah. And by the time next season. So he doesn't really, it's interesting. Cause it's like timelines. Do they line up with fields? Do they line up with this team and where they want to, where they want to be next year? And it's like, maybe it's possible. They could be flirting depending how this season kind of ends up going with potentially being a NFC, maybe a contender next year, or at least serious playoff team. However, it's like polls set it build through the draft, right? I think he's going to stick to that and no better place than to, find a young guy rookie contract similar to like you know i love chris jones but go get like an aiden hutchinson type where it's like that guy wow and you have him locked up for a rookie deal and then on top of that you just have the youthfulness that comes with it chris jones he's getting up there first of all yeah he's four and a half sacks on the year he didn't even play what two games (laughs) one game he's got four and a half sacks more than the bears maybe no the bears actually have i think we're at like we have seven like that yeah seven we're seven yeah. Wow, we're this is we're flying high here. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's like I think it just makes more sense to go through the draft. I saw a Chase Young comment. Yeah, that's Absolutely. actually going to show Bryce. Oh Bryson, my God, Chase he, Young or free agent or, next year. Yeah, no, but you remember we ta- I talked about this earlier. They're not going to uh, be able to pay Chase Young and Montez. Like I don't see no, him keeping no. both. Montez is also like he had what a sack and a half on us. Like that's also a great player. So if we don't get yeah. Chase. 
Montez would be a great signing for this team. I'd rather go that route with one of those two than necessarily have to go Chris Jones. And yes, Chris Jones, best defensive tackle in the league right now, no question, but kind of not aligning with the timeline that we have set. So, but hey, Ryan Poles, if he gets, if that's, if he ends up grabbing Chris Jones next year, next summer, whatever it might be, absolutely, I'm on board. I mean, I'm not mad. No, hell no. As long as he can stay healthy, absolutely. I just, I do feel like he would go a different route. I think the Bears are number one in cap space right now. They kind of control the offseason once again. I was looking ahead to 2024. I shouldn't be, but I was. (laughs) And they have number one in cap space right now. They hold, which is going to change, you know, one and two in that, you know, as far as the draft goes. Hopefully our pick is more 12, 15 area, maybe farther back. That means Fields is the guy, and he proved it. However, Carolina, I have full confidence they might just end up with the number one pick. Like, I love Bryce. Yeah, I, I like Bryce Young. I was never sold on him. And with the weapons they have around him, it's almost eerie to 2022 Justin Fields. But Bryce Young doesn't have the physical um, abilities. Kind of like do what Fields did, which was survive, you know, and then make plays with his legs. And what you think Bryce Young might have been just a little bit farther along as far as a processor but i'm not i'm not even seeing that to be honest yeah it's actually funny because i was playing uh uh, my favorite game to play apex and i was playing with this guy from canada (laughs) and he was he was a a carolina panthers fan so i was like okay give me your assessment on bryce young and he's honestly said like he's been a disappointment it you know he's not reading the field as well he did say like his size hasn't been an issue which is funny because that was like the main talk of the town right so I guess that's a good, but he, he, I was like, do you feel, I mean, we have your first pick obviously. So do you feel like you guys can kind of win some games? And he's like, no, I wouldn't be surprised if this pick is not one or two. So it, it doesn't mean feel, I mean, it doesn't mean Bryce Young sucks. That's I don't, again, I feel like these play, we can't give up on these players so early. It's, it's like starting anything. You have to learn. This is such a tough league. So it's, I'm not here to like diss on uh, Bryce, but it is, it, it is good that we made the, the trade with the team like the Panthers who didn't have, you know, a, you know, the roster built around them to like help out a young quarterback. So I, th- I think that pick's going to be top five for sure. Absolutely. No Absolutely. question. And that's shout out to Ryan Poles. I mean, they, they have to, they had to envision, you know, that Carolina, perhaps I, I just seen that Max Crosby. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about I mean, that. He looked awesome on the Raiders. That's like the he only did. guy they pretty much had like he is just his energy is insane he's crazy i want yeah i absolutely would love a max type you know max either max crosby or someone like him on the bears next year uh well we need somebody obviously take that (laughs) take that defensive line that defensive unit to maybe another level um absolutely are usually accustomed to so let's get to bold predictions and then our final predictions for the game vicky i'm gonna start with you man what's your first bold prediction uh for the bears at home minnesota vikings Okay, so both of Don't the first two are offense. No, it's not. It's not too crazy. I mean, we've been on a hot streak, though. I mean, to be fair, we are, man. We have been on a hot streak with our takes. So, you know, I might go yeah. crazy because I wanted to see, but it, 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 it kind of no. levels out from like week one. Our bold predictions oh, there it's it like, didn't hit on anything. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah, like we, even now. So let's see. What, let's break even here. Let's let's maybe get ahead with some of these predictions and okay. And we'll start first, maybe feeling. First one, and this goes back to the DJ Moore conversation, why I don't think he's getting over 130. I okay. think there's going to be kind of an, you know, a focus on DJ Moore from the defensive standpoint that our boy Mooney goes over 100 yards. I think this is his – I don't want to say breakout game because we've seen Mooney ball out, but like this season there hasn't okay. been the connection as well. 
right? And I think you're going to see that come to fruition in this game. Okay. So he's going to get, he's going to get, I like that one. I love Moon. I would love for him to kind of have a, a fun, lively game. You know, he, there was a couple misses from Fields on, you know, against Washington that, you know, he, Fields even admitted that he, you know, he has to hit. And I think the yeah. game is completely different. Mooney just happened to be on the end of, you know, some of those, you know, just barely out of reach. He also had a play early on. I think they took that deep shot where he didn't continue to run. He kind of twisted his body, tried to make an ac- acrobatic, you know, catch where he could just kept running. And I think Fields even mouthed it. It was like, you know, keep running there um, against Washington. So I would love to see that happen. Um, but for me, I'm going to the rushing uh, side of the ball. I want, I know we're down a couple of guys here, you know, Herbert going to miss him, Roshan Johnson. However, I predict the Bears to go over 100. Uh, I'm going to say 120 plus rushing yards um, against the Vikings, whether it be Fields. I like, uh, I really am high on Foreman. I think he's going to be able to kind of plug and play. He was so productive last year. He's sneaky. If you're on, you know, as far as fantasy goes, if you want to bring up anybody, you know, maybe he's sleeping. I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but I think he could be a huge boost, especially if you're kind of needing a running back like most teams usually are. And then Darrington Evanson or Darrington Evans. We, you know, signed him. Welcome back. I think from the, yep, welcome back. I think he could be fun. From I don't know if Dolphins he practice squad. He ha- oh, yeah, he, he has to be. We have, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we, we don't have, have unless, unless Roshan, you know, shout out to him, but yeah, unless Roshan comes off, like, we, I, we need running backs. Yeah. So I think, but either way, I'm going to, I believe the offensive line being healthy and where they at the state of it, I believe they can really still kind of punish people and run the ball. It's just part of this offense. So I don't, you know, Foreman is, if he wasn't back there, I wouldn't be as confident, but with Foreman um, and then fields, you know, his legs, he got 53 last week. So I think it's going to be a fun game for him running the ball a little bit. Um, and then uh, they'll top over 120. So that's my first bold prediction. And what's your second? Second one is we haven't seen it yet. Limited plays, okay. but our boy Tyler Scott gets a touchdown. Oh man, I think I it's would gonna love happen. that I, because I just feel Friend like of the we're pod starting had to, him on I, early in the off season, and and I season and I and I say that because I feel like That'd now that cool. ESB's ESB's out, right? So I think there might be more snaps for Tyler, yeah. and I just feel like we haven't seen him used. I'm not gonna say efficiently. I'm not saying that, right? Because I'm not a coach. Yeah. First off, but yeah, but I feel like we haven't seen him still getting right. Got to learn. We're starting yeah. to get trust. to the point where I think they're adding more. They're adding more plays. You know, trust in these different areas for certain for certain players. So I think that we might. This might be a game where we see a little bit more of Tyler Scott, and I'm just gonna okay. predict that he gets a touchdown. Doesn't mean it's a big play, right? It could be like a you know you're in the red zone, he gets a five yard out, something like that, but. I, I just yeah. expect that he's going to get on the Hey, board. how much fun would that be? A deep ball to Tyler Scott connected Ooh. on that for a touchdown. Ooh. I need Whoa. that first in my play, veins, man. Play action. First play. Just go deep like we did last game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which I loved how the Bears last against the command, or commanders where they just like almost like typically they would run the ball and they would just like they would throw the ball on first down. It's like, you know, play action, first down. Like they did it continuously. I'm like, what the hell is this offense? Well, there's a, there's a stat of like i think we're now play actions and i think it was uh was it deep passes or something but like it showed someone uh i think on true sports or whatever someone shared it but it was basically showing like week by week the increase of the play action from week to week like how much percentage of it is play action and i think last week we're up to 40 percent, and that's great because we're doing so much play action because the run game's working and we already know fields does amazing 
off the yeah. play action, rolling out so things you're, like that. So you're nailing yeah. that. You're, you're absolute. That's nails right there. So it was from uh, Adam Johns, I believe. True Media Sports play action percentage on early downs. So week one was at nineteen point four percent. That's the lowest it's been in the season. Week two was twenty point eight percent. Week three went up a little bit, twenty three point five. But now week four and five, where you see that jump where the production's finally there we talked about fields and how effective he is on play action it went up from 23.5 in week three to 46.4 in week four and in week five against the commanders it was at 40.9 percent. so as far as play action percentage on early downs so it's just going yeah. up more and more you know, which yeah no that's great and then the to also the other stat that was shared on there was 12 personnel and i think this is great too because robert Tunyon yeah. got more targets that helps with Cole as well, getting more targets. Mm-hmm. Both of them on the field is great. If we look at the percentage on that, week one, or it was uh, snaps. Week one, we were in 12 personnel. And sorry, uh, for people that don't know what 12 personnel is, that means you have two tight ends instead of just one on the field. So that'd be Robert Tunyon, Bobby Tunyon, and Cole Komet. So week one, three snaps. Two, or week two, eight snaps. Week three, six snaps. Week four, 14, right? Starting to see a lot more. Week five, 27 snaps. So... Obviously, it's not going to just keep going up and up and up, right? You're not going to have 80 snaps of 12 personnel, but it's good to see yeah. that. Like, I think they're really starting to find what works with this team, and that that keep, that gets me excited because I think they're now starting to play. Like, they're starting to scheme the offense to the strengths of this team, right? And I think that's beautiful. And this so, quarterback, this quarterback, absolutely. man, absolutely. absolutely. I, and with Claypool kind of going, you kind of who you know. Obviously, you want to see. You know, maybe Velas and of course Tyler Scott get some more. Wait, snaps you said Claypool? Him, Claypool? Yeah, with him gone. being gone. Oh, yeah, bad. with him okay, gone. Yeah. yeah, with him out of here, yeah. you kind of see they're almost like you know bringing in Robert Tunyon, bringing that second tight end more, just because Claypool's gone to get those reps, to get those snaps. Um, just because you probably don't trust you know a rookie and Tyler Scott quite yet on a lot of these things, and then obviously Fields, like we just touched on. That's his strength, man. Like you're playing to your quarterback strength and it's there. He's rewarding that. So I love it, man. My second bold prediction. I don't think I even got to it. Right. I, don't <laughs> yeah, think so. I was talking too much. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I love it, man. So <laughs> I'll, I'll make it quick here. I'm going to go. Um, they're going to get three plus sacks again. They're going to go. Ooh, they're going to continue right, this streak where well, they got five, five, five and a half, five and a yeah, half. Five and I'm going to go. Like I'm going to yeah. go three plus. I'm going to go, I'm going to actually, I'm not going to say three plus. I'm going to go three. I don't think they're going to get five again. I'm going to go three. They're going to get home. It's going to be exotic blitzes. They're going to send pressure. And that's going to, um, I think it's going to be evident again, which is awesome. I mean, you go from like what they were last in the league. And I I think they're still probably bottom tier. Yeah, they're definitely bottom tier, but. But you you can get me three more. We're on pace. Yeah. After seeing, you know, we had five last week. I can't say three is not possible. I guess I'm just and I I could be completely wrong. Let me let me start there. I'm not too sure that what we saw last week was more of like what this is to come. And is it I think sustainable? It's more of like yeah, yeah. I think it's less sustainable. Well, so obviously five and a half me, is sustainable, but yeah, I just don't know if it's a fluke or not. That's so. That's I probably. think Yannick Ngakwe is going to get one in the first half. However, I okay. think those other two are going to come on either Later. just blitzes and then maybe when, you know, maybe the Bears are up 10, you know, thank God, or 14, and they're, it's throwing downs and it's like a coverage set, yeah. you know, and yeah. you get 
maybe and then you get one more crazy blitz from you know maybe Kyle Gordon is back and that's good just, though he's so fast and that that's three so yeah I that's think it's fair. possible that's what last we'll game see. really was like it was like we had maybe one sack in the first half two sacks maybe and then yeah. really a lot of them were like them trying to catch up right you're passing every down so you're gonna yep. get more opportunities so if that happens that way that's also good because that means we're up most of the game right so I'm not mad that's about that saying. either so I am Absolutely. not mad right. about that final bold prediction Figgy. Let's have some final, fun on this one. Final Spice bold prediction. Final bold prediction. And, and this is timed up perfectly because, what, October 20th, the new Spider-Man comes out, right? Which is going to be fire, Spider-Man 2. And you know who comes out to play this week is our Spider-Man. And I'm saying Kyler Gordon gets an interception this week. That's my final bold prediction. Probably my biggest one. But... That's if he plays. Sorry, I don't know if he plays, but if he plays, I'm, I'm calling out yeah. Kyler Gordon interception. Okay, I think he plays too. I really do. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna pick a player, but I'm gonna say that Bears defense gets two interceptions, two interceptions. Mm. Um, just because I think Kirk Cousins. I mean, he might be forcing it a little bit. He's not going to trust some of these guys that he's he might be throwing to because he's so accustomed to a guy like Justin Jefferson, where it's like he's at eighty. You know, a 50-50 ball is more of eighty twenty for him, and he's not going to have anyone nearly as far as that caliber of a receiver to kind of replace that production. So maybe they don't even throw it as much as I'm maybe predicting. But it's also Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, he not. loves to throw the ball. So Easy. 40 passes a game. Easy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think there's going to be maybe a couple tips. I'd love to see Tremaine Edmonds get involved here. You know, some of our top paid linebackers make an interception, make a play. Edwards almost had, almost one, had last one week. They almost had one last game. Which yeah, yeah, that was tip from Tremaine. God. And then Edwards almost got it. So close. So close. So close, man. Um, anyways, I think they're going to come away with two interceptions. And I think that's why we'll get to our, you know, final game predictions here. Um, so do you want to start, man? I'll let you, you go, go first this time. Yeah, you cool. go first this time. Awesome. So I said that I took the, uh, the over and under for points was at 44. Yeah, I am taking the under. Let me see here. I had it down here. 24. All right. So I'm, I'm going with 41 points total scored in this one. I think it's going to be a little bit slow scoring game. I'm going 24, 17 bears. So that's, however, that seems yeah, right? yeah Sorry, 41 points. Yeah, going under, I'm going with 41 points total. I believe that it's going to be kind of like a weird game. Like, I, I'm not saying turnovers or anything like that. I just think the Bears are going to come down a little nice, bit. Nice, clean. Still be able to move the ball, but maybe not put up as many touchdowns because they are converting. Maybe not as I mean, efficient. With touchdowns, yeah. Well, they're, they're converting not only touch, not only touchdowns. They are, the past two games, they are one of the most efficient third down teams as well. So... What you know, that obviously third down, third downs <laughs> extend drives, yeah. right? Obviously. Yeah. So you're just giving you more yourself more opportunities to score. So obviously that's going to come down a little bit. So I could see that happening. I could see that happening. And, but and I think I, I think totally, we're like number one. And I could totally be wrong here because like I was looking at this is from Brad uh, Spielberger, PFF. Justin Fields, he's 10th in red zone dropbacks, but he's third in red zone touchdown passes. So like when they get to the red zone, man, most the, efficient, they are lethal. Good luck. Um, he also has the most big time throws in the NFL, mm -hmm. according Super to PFF. Bad. So it's like this offense. I mean, he, I was looking at some of the stats that he was in, um, or where he was at after week uh, week five, 
And so he was tied for second in passing touchdowns with 11. He was 12 and a half. He has 12.2 yards per completion. That's fourth in the NFL. 95.4 rating, 12th in the NFL. And then 228.6 passing yards per game, which is 15th in the NFL. I mean, I know it's a little muggy with those two games, but it's like he's producing. And he's ranked pretty high, even starting slow this season. So for me, I just think they come down to earth a little bit. I think 24-17 is probably going to be a little bit closer than what it says. I think they're going to be up maybe 24-10, and then the Vikings get a late score. You know, you know, it's 24-17. So I think that'll be fun, you know, especially if it's a little bit closer. You I'm still not learn how to win here. Um, yeah. And you close it out. It's so. a win. It's a win. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's a, and I know I'm you're leaning towards go the play. Bears a little bit, right? So what's yeah. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm going 34-28. So I think what's going to happen is I'll we're going to score four touchdowns, four touchdowns, fields goes for four again, or it may not be, it might, fields goes for probably three touchdowns or maybe okay. two passing and then there's two rushing, something like that. Maybe field scores one, but uh, I'm going to go 30, 34. And then really the game is going to be like 34, 21, really most of the game. Right. And then I think there's going to be a late score that makes it 34, 28 makes it a little bit closer, but you know, cause, cause the bears still like to make it like somewhat close. Like we'll, <laughs> it, it, like I just we haven't stomped a team even last week there was a point where I'm like oh my gosh my anxiety even though we won by 20 there at the end because that big play by DJ but like it was a missed field goal and then it was a play by DJ that really made it put it out of range but it was looking like yeah. oh man is this team going to come back so I, I I predict a win I could see us losing I but I am confident that we can also win due to some of these injuries and then the lack of injuries on our end, or at least the people coming back. So, and I'm hoping to see, you know, this offense still kind of ball the fuck out. If I, you know, I could be wrong, but that's what I'm expecting. So. Hey, I love it, man. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm hoping the bears continue just this onslaught offensively, but again, we have to see it. So, I mean, at this point, I have a lot of optimism way more than it's kind of been up and down for a one, for a one win team. We do have a lot of, yep. So <laughs> what, let's end the show like we always do here. Um, we're, how are we feeling? I know it's been a couple of days since the Washington game. How many wins are we feeling this team's going to end uh, up? What, what's your record prediction here now? I, I think, think I was I was at three last time, I think. I think three was my ceiling. One was my floor. And so okay. I think plus one. That game made me feel a little bit more confident. So I'm going to go plus one on both sides. And I see us winning. We can win four. Actually, no, let me take it back. I'm going to say plus two. I can see us winning five games now, and I think our floor will be three games. So, because there's Panthers, I think we can still beat. Raiders look beatable, right? But it doesn't mean we're going to beat them, right? So that puts us at three wins. That's the, that's the floor, right? And then it's the NFL. So there might be two other games somewhere in the season that we just get a win when we shouldn't. Kind of like how we did with the Commanders, right? And then let me say this. It's It's... The five wins is not because of fields. I think the five wins is because the defense doesn't show up again. So very reminiscent of last year. You know what I mean? Like same shit, different, different seasons. So that that's that's where I'm at. But you know, if 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 we see more consistency, right? And last week wasn't a fluke, that number is just gonna keep going. But from one game, I can't I can't jump too high. So yeah. No, I, I I'm with you. I think three. I want to go. I'll go four wins as well as like the floor. I think they're just. They can't be a three-win team now with this talent around them and and the fact they're kind of you getting think. their heads out of their ass and kind of throwing DJ more the ball. You know, get him more targets, man. Who would have so thought? Like, 
I would say four wins is the floor, which, but I could really see this team going. I'm all, I'm getting closer to how I felt pre, you know, you know, as far as the offseason preseason before we played week one against the Packers, like I was feeling eight wins could be attainable. We just have to continue to see these guys, first of all, learn how to win, which they, they're starting. But it's like that Denver game. You, that's a, yeah, that sucks. That's a tough loss. So for me, it's like, can this five game stretch where it's like not the best defense is still, winnable games can you go can you go four and one through this five game stretch i mean that would be crazy right. that would be growth but uh, maybe yeah, three and two or something along those lines but i'm feeling four wins and i'm gonna go with um seven as the the ceiling right now i, I really hope that changes but I, I really they're gonna have to show us man and so far they've been doing it so Anyways, Ficky, man i think we'll kind of close it out here we're going almost you know hour and a half having some fun having kind of <laughs> every time run. Every yep. time, bro, we say, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll knock it out under 60. That's never. Oh, never uh, we don't put a time on it either. And yeah. uh, but I want to say, first of all, again, we said it earlier, but thank you for Kyle Long hopping on the pod. Um, we'll have to have him on again. Uh, he's just a great mind. Check him out on Twitter. Check out his podcast with his brother, uh, the Green Light Pod, and of course on CBS Sports uh, NFL coverage. He's the one of the best. Yeah. We appreciate it. If you enjoyed this show, hit the like button. Hit the sub. Help support the pod. Um, if you're on Apple, Spotify, we appreciate you. Like, rate the pod over there. And uh, we'll be back. I think we're, we'll probably be back to recap the Bears versus Viking games uh, a little bit yeah. after. Ficky's going to come back um, from the game. He'll have uh, you know some live video from there and his post game. Hopefully it's good, a lot better than the week one you know, showdown and post game. Yes, there. bro. Yeah. So it's got, it's hopefully – that will come to, you know, probably about an hour or so after the game. we got to get Ficky. You know, it's going to be crazy traffic. He'll get back to his hotel. Well, it takes, it takes an hour to get out of that, that shitty stadium. So it might, yeah. it, it, yeah. it might take a minute. But, yes, we'll, we're going to try to do a show. We'll be there. Um, and, of course, if you want to be notified for that, hit the notification bell on YouTube. Um, but, again, everyone that's been supporting the pod, we appreciate it. We Hopefully things are starting to pick up here. It's been fun. Uh, Ficky, anything else before we go, man? Bear down. Let's get a dub. I'm ready to see. I haven't seen a dub live since Alshon Jeffrey day. So let's get a dub. I'm excited. Hey, Fucking absolutely. Excited. Um, I think that about wraps it up here. Um, we will again, see you Sunday. Hopefully we're recapping another win, um, but we'll see you then. Peace.